right, guys. Hello. Hi. <laughs> now she's going to be like looking for me to be like, what is the difference between like regular energy key versus I'm very curious. high energy? I don't know. I just wanted to start off high energy. But this is thank God for the group chat. We appreciate y'all tuning in. Um, I want to describe this podcast right now. I'm going to go for it. I don't think I did a good job last week. So I'm going to try <laughs> I'm going to try it again. <laughs> so this is a podcast <laughs> where... Great start. Yep, yep. Where we talk about um, issues, current events, and, and all of that stuff, you know. Uh, I'm not doing it because Jonathan is looking like crazy, so never mind. <laughs> never mind. What am I doing? Never mind. This is a podcast. <laughs> we want y'all to listen. Anyway, <laughs> I got Keela to my left. <laughs> and to my right, I have I have... What is your name? I have Victoria, wow. and I have Jonathan. I'm I'm horrible with, with names. I feel like he tries to slick disrespect me every single podcast. I feel so. like you think that. I really feel like you think that, and I don't. <laughs> it's still recording. You good? <laughs> I'm really I really don't. Be, that's why she be disrespecting me on the podcast because he think I be trying to disrespect. Her. I'm like, where's coming from? Oh, she thinks that I'm disrespecting her. Oh well. <laughs> Oh wow! We'll get to her. Maybe that's a good. <laughs> Maybe you could just let her introduce herself. Yeah, I let, just feel I was, like thank you. We, Hi, my intro- name is Victoria. I was Bolton. introducing everybody. She just put her hand in my face. So she eating. So Jonathan, to 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 her right, he's here. So hello, hello. I feel like we got the gang here. All right. So we're gonna get into. Um, some things today. It was a slow news week. I feel. This would y'all concur? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think so. And that's all right. That's all right. This is where creators create. No, that's refreshing. What do you mean by slow that? news week? I think that's refreshing. For real, For I'm like, yeah, that's true. I can yeah. be creative when mm-hmm. people aren't throwing so many things in my face. Exactly. There we go. Exactly. That's good. Um, for those of you watching, I have on Keyless headphones, even though. I do I do associate with those gender norms. I do. I ain't gonna lie. I, I'm not even gonna lie. Are those supposed to be girl headphones? They might be girl headphones in my head. Just oh, in your head, okay. Them, or? No. Because of the color. You know, Blue? it's interesting because all of the models that were advertising that particular pair of headphones were male, except yeah. for one. I thought blue was for boys. Baby blue. But we're bending I mean, baby blue is also. I know. Right. Baby, baby boy. Like, if you go into baby a baby blue. store, girls are baby pink, boys are baby blue. I'm also not a baby, though. Well, are you not? Definitely not a okay. baby. You're right. One, that's one for Victoria. Still <laughs> zero for me. Haven't disrespected you yet. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, yesterday, we recording this podcast on Monday, but... You guys will hear it on Tuesday. Yesterday was um, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And um, I wanted to, since, since it's 2018, and he he died in what, 1968? Yes, 50 mm. years. 50 years to the day. Not to the day, but 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> Not to the day. Um, and, you know, we got, we got certain people in office now, and, you know, but, you know, it, I would say significantly things are different than they were from 1968. Um, but just because they're different doesn't necessarily mean that they're better. Do you feel like he would be 
and I don't want to say satisfied, but do you feel that as though he would be pleased with the progress made thus far in 50 years? Somebody's got to talk. I feel like uh, one thing that in my studies of him and what I do know about him, I feel like he is a man of a lot of wisdom and he has a very uh, large uh, a great deal of perspective mm-hmm. and so I think um, he would be able to look at what we're currently dealing with in our society now and have some type of hope about it and if he were here today he would be able to tell us something um, hopeful about what's going on and I think that's and I think that I, I when I hear from people in uh, who like marched with them? Who was working with them at the at you know, you know when he was around? Um, I think they have similar sentiments. They have a some kind of perspective that I feel like most people in the in our political social arena don't have. And I think he would have that, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think he would be. I think would have been like a, a what do you call it? A uh, yes and kind of thing. Where he's like, yes, but and we should yeah, yeah. keep keep moving. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard for me to think about what Dr. King may or may not feel because um it's completely subjective to my opinion of what's going on and what I believe he stood for. Sure. Yes. And so based on that overlay, I I I superimpose disappointment. <laughs> In what I think there would have been um, in his reaction if he had a peek, a peek at how the world, or or how the U.S. is is currently today, just because we lack advocacy on a level that is as selfless as what he jumped like to the occasion with. I feel there is a lot of representation without action. Um, Mm -hmm. Kind of a, we want to be noticed, we want to be apologized to, or we want um, uh, attention, but there's no, there's very little. I don't want to use sweeping generalizations. There seems to be, from my vantage point, very little aggressive action with specific desire results. I mean, there's, you know, I, when people decide they want to get up in March, it's like, well, for what? What is your end goal? No, I mean, so that that being said, there are people who want to emulate what he's done without mm-hmm. the proper strategy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Good point. Anybody else? <laughs> I feel like I'm leading a small group right now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I would agree with you, Kiva. Um, and the fact that, like, sometimes I feel like, again, subjective, but I feel like Dr. King would come back and just kind of be like, there would be some questions um, as to what we're doing, how we're doing it. And I also would like to think that he would have a fair amount to say to the black community as a whole. Um in terms of, like, how we carry ourselves and, like, what represents us in terms of culture. Um, 
But yeah, because, and I know us as millennials, like by and large, like we get upset when the older generation like chastises us or, you know, questions our tactics. And while our tactics can prove effective at times, I think comparatively in terms of like affecting grand sweeping change, it's not the same, like at all. So. I do think we live in a different world, though. Like, because um, I, I, when I think about Martin Luther King and like what he represented, like, have you any of you like studied him, like, like academically, like tried to like read his yeah. writings yeah. and like things like that? So like he he was very smart, but he came from a perspective of it was a very religious perspective. It was mm. very like he studied he studied you know. Gandhi, he was very, you know, he's reverend, obviously, yeah. you know, and that was his answer to um, these these social justice issues that he, that they had at the time. But right. I think was different about our society now, in particular, and not even in particular, you know, the, the black community. But we we're not as close to the church as we used to be. I feel like our okay. our society is kind of pushed. Um, some of the like the spiritual values that you know I feel like people had at the time away from more like intellectualism and and um and you know social justice yeah. you know and I think that because of that it would be a different ball game if he were to be here today like I think he would recognize the fact that you know most people our answer to these problems aren't these like these these spiritual um practices and theologies and mm-hmm. and like personal beliefs um True. i think he would recognize that when he when he came into if he were to come into the picture now yeah. makes me wonder if he would change his approach yeah well i, I don't i wonder i mean i feel like in you guys is a hypothetical thing um you like just dropping him in there, like. But just imagine if he just didn't die. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's that's it. Probably he'd already be engrossed in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. He'd already be a part of it. And, yeah. And I would say it definitely wouldn't look like how it looks right now. I feel like the black community, and this isn't talked about enough. Not everybody followed Dr. King. Not everybody in the black community right. followed Dr. King. Some people just thought that he was an Uncle Tom of sorts, you know what I mean? Like for right. not being violent and you know what I mean? And for like, you know, Malcolm X being on like being like this pole on the polar opposite side. I don't, I don't right. know if it's polar opposite, you know what I mean? But on this opposite side, but it's like kinda like this yin and this yang type of thing. Mm. But the point of the matter is back in that time we had we had like a clear cut leader. You know what I mean? Like we had right, clear cut right, right, leaders right. from the black community. You know, you had yeah. after after MLK and, and um and Malcolm X, you had you had your Jesse Jacksons and your yeah. your Reverend Al Sharptons and it was yeah. like ah, you know what I mean? <laughs> like Khan, ah. you know, one, Yeah, I so I mean yeah. that apparently this was somebody that we could a lot of us could get behind and I uh-huh. feel like that's what's a part of what's lacking in this day. Yeah, I think that's scary that we don't have a leader. And 
a clear cut, a clear yeah. leader. It was who's to set like these are the rules. This is the definition. This is for, how we moving. This is how we move. Mm-hmm. This is why we move it that mm-hmm. way. Because like what we have now is like a bunch of groupthink, and yeah. groupthink is kind of dangerous sometimes. Very. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I think a perfect thing to get into right now. As much as I said last week. I did not want to talk about this, man. That. I said, I do not want not? to talk about this. And I, and we're all sitting here shaking our heads like none of us want to talk about this. Mm-hmm. But he found his way in the group chat <laughs> once again. Yes, he did. He was like, oh, I'll fix y'all. I'm going to say some stuff about, um, who was it, Haiti? Haiti, um, Latin, other Latin countries. Africa, yeah. which, African which countries. I really think he thinks Africa is a country. It's a country. Yeah, yeah sure <laughs> I really does. think he Pretty thinks sure. that. Um, who was it, Haiti, Africa, and? All those Latin countries. He was pretty much talking about all of them. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We already know. I don't want to segue because I'm going to jack it up. But, <laughs> but um. Yeah, any just go for it, man. Thoughts on these on this guy's comments. What did he say actually? What were the comments that he made? Oh, I don't even. He was, you don't know. They he was in the I don't room know verbatim. with what 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 meeting was it? It was a private meeting. It was a private meeting. Was Nothing about, off the record. Of, um, it was about Mr. immigration. Trump. It was about immigration. Okay, yes. he was discussing immigration. So so you're discussing immigration. <laughs> Yes, you're discussing yes. immigration. Yes. I thought this was like and, I, and the reform I thereof. Thought, I thought he just said it. Like, so you're already no, in a meeting. Oh no! Meeting. Yes, and he, he wanted to encourage. He said, "I don't understand. <laughs> I really don't right. understand no. why the the what the landscape of our immigration <sighs> right now." He did not say it so eloquently. Yes. Essentially, is why, why why are they all coming from these shit? whole country mm-hmm. yeah. and i have never heard shithole so many times on the news i and know the right president yeah. has said they, it they don't be believing it out right. at the time Everywhere. right they're yeah. like now over we can all say it. i'm not believing it now sorry pastor <laughs> <laughs> you know the how to be watching now uh, oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it's all on the news uh, this is now a term that is going to be accepted in american society that is not going to be considered profanity because Everyone's saying it. Yeah, I mean, the president I, said it first. I will <laughs> never understand. Like, he's changing what politically correct is. Like, yeah. you are the political of the politicals. Yeah. <laughs> and right. Yes, but to top yeah. it you off. You are not politically correct, sir. To top it off, he not only did he ask why we were accepting so many people from the shithole countries, he then asked, why don't we accept more people from Norway? Mm-hmm. Here's why we don't <laughs> accept more people from Norway. Cause they have free health care. <laughs> they They're not they coming. Here. They, they, have free, come they have free education. Exactly. Yes. They don't want to come. There's no need to exactly. come to. Did he, say, did he say that Asia was cool too? I, I do. I do not recall. Did he say? Did he even mention? I don't even think he mentioned. Did he mention Asia? Asia. I feel like. Oh. See the clips that I saw really just focused in on. What he didn't like, and then what he was looking for, right? Which was very clear cut between minorities, and yes, in the majority, Mm -hmm. yeah. So, but but not just, but but like an Aryan majority. Yeah, that's the part that concerns me. Like you, like a Spaniard or the Portuguese or like nothing with any type of ethnic. Let me rephrase that. Nothing outside of that blonde, blue-eyed archetype. No melanin. 
Man, Haiti just gets <laughs> Haiti just gets the brunt of it, man. Yeah, every so single time, man. Yeah, ah, Haiti was one of the first countries to stand up against their oppressors. Absolutely. So you know what I like though? What? I I actually like that he said that because that was like one of the most honest things he's ever said in the past year. Okay. Like that, I know that is something that he believes. Because he thought this was well, off. Well, because he thought it was, was off. off like, yeah, he this, thought it wasn't being recorded. He yeah. And that's up, why it's so amazing. Like, We're not going to record meetings. It's like, you can't not record meetings, right. Trump. Like, yeah. Keep the press out of the White House and stuff. Like, we yeah. already know stuff is going on, so we want in even more now because right. you're hiding it. Yeah, exactly. You were but saying. I think that was amazing. Okay, elaborate. He he that was I the most honest you, thing he said this whole time. So it's like if you don't say like I, I, can't I don't know. Do, I think I what think, can you do with these lies that he says all the time? It's like uh, I, I know he's lying, so we gotta like you know talk around why why his lie is like incorrect. But now I know what he's thinking, so I'm like okay, now we can move forward because I know the truth. This is what he's saying. He's I know this is. This is him. Now you th- you think you knew this yeah, was. We can move forward like, from the let's truth. Be honest. You can't you, move forward let's from be a lie. Honest. You were not surprised by the comments that no. he made at all. No. Yeah, you know I mean, so this isn't even surprisingly surprisingly to me. This not surprisingly to me. This wasn't the worst thing that he ever said. You know oh, what I'm saying? Not, no. No, it's not the worst thing that he's been by recorded saying. Yeah. You know what I mean, so this is like, okay, I believe it. Nobody was in shock, bro. Like nobody was. I'm like, always happy when believe. I get the truth from him. Because there's so many lies. It's You're like, gonna always, always get the truth from Donald Trump. I was like, I don't know that Trump has ever, like, minced words. Yeah. Or, like, tried to be, like, reserved in his thoughts. No, he just lies. He'll just say a lie and believe it. I feel it. like he says lies in defense of other people trying to expose him. Like, no one oh, that's true. Fake news, more than me. But that's true. I feel no like. No one has better I, policies than me. I'm tired. All those <laughs> lies. So many lies. I'm tired. What I find. Wild, not surprising, but just even I don't know, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like this just confirms Trump is racist. You cannot say that he is not racist. Like all the people, all his supporters were like, "No, Trump's not racist. He just he's looking out for the co- no." He's like, so Why y'all saying racist. I'm not racist? Yes, I am. Like the fact that <laughs> yeah. like there don't were still people trying to like trying to like justify what I was like y'all are y'all are wild so since we all agree on what you just said and I mean we could we could ping pong it back and forth all day but we we all agree my this is this is the question I want to pose how okay so he is absolutely a racist okay Mm -hmm. now when it comes to policies when it comes to leading this country when it comes to all the other decisions he has to make how do we position ourselves in such a way where we can support? Say it. Where we can support <laughs> the portions that may be helpful. I think that's. And then oppose the others, putting aside whatever he sees as far as race is concerned. Like, how can we get the most benefit as young minority millennials in this administration? Because ignoring it doesn't make it go away. Mm. So how do we acknowledge the truth and then leverage whatever he's doing? That's a good question. And I have absolutely no clue. Because I think <laughs> think we would have thought about it by now. You know what I mean? Because this was always the that yeah, was, this it was, was always al- the case. This was always that. It was always the case. Yeah. So we've been trying to figure out that since, what, November? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's getting rid of all the ways that we can leverage stuff. Yeah. He's getting rid of all that stuff. 
Um, but I almost feel like we're leveraging, maybe not like in the White House necessarily, but I feel like minorities, like we're leveraging just in like the systems that we're creating ourselves, like within our own communities to like bolster up the minority communities, despite what nonsense Trump's views. Um, and I almost feel like that is, I personally feel like that's the best route to do it. Just because if you have somebody who is blatantly racist and we've all known he's racist and we all knew, like, I'm he not was, saying that he's racist, but good. Well, I'm saying he's racist. <laughs> good. No, I'm, I'm not, not what saying he's, he's not racist. I'm not saying that he's not either. Good. Oh, so, I'm, so, so go ahead. You're not going to take a position. <laughs> what? How do you be like, so, so is he somewhat racist? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, not, like I'm just saying half races. I'm just telling y'all what I'm not saying. I'm not saying that I disagree with y'all either. He just scared that the government's tapping this. <laughs> no, because you know. You, wait, door. all right. Let me say this. All right, this is good. This is good. You know why I'm afraid to say that he is because, sad to say, because of white evangelicalism. What does that have to do? Explain. Like, I'm like, ex- I'm afraid to say it because because with that comes this um, underlying and this undertone of like patriotism that you're supposed to have as as a Christian. Mm. You know what I mean, and supposed to within the white evangelical. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, so I'm not. Um, our our dear friend show says like. Patriotism is not one of the fruits of the spirit. It's and, not, and I love it. Okay. I love, I love him for that, and I agree. But like, there's so many people that that whether they know it or not, they feel that way. It's like, oh man, if you're not loyal to this country, and if you and if you and if you trying to go against the grain in this type of way, and if you're speaking out against the president, mm-hmm. then you're not honoring who God put in. Mm. Ooh, then you're not honoring who God put in place, and you're not. Um, yeah, and like you know, it's like you know, pray for your leaders, and I'm like, yes, definitely pray for Donald Trump. As hard as he makes it, he really, really makes it hard to pray for him, man. But I know that we're called to do that. But I think when they say like, yo, pray for your leaders and the people that God put in place, that's who God put in place to lead the people. It's like, yeah, but look at Saul. God put Saul in place, right? And Saul did some stuff that wasn't pleasing to God. You know what I'm saying? So that's why that's why I'm afraid to say just straight out that this man is that way. You know what I mean? Okay. So yeah, I'm, but I'm, I think it's I'm go ahead. No, I agree with you. But I also think that uh I'm Bible not saying does. that he's not. Right. And I'm not saying that I'm not about to agree with what you're about to say either. Right. I'm saying not scared is not the right word. Apprehensive. Right. Is the word. Leary, you're yeah, Leary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that, um, but I also think that the scripture tells us to like be wary of our leaders and like hold mm-hmm. them responsible and right and, and things like that. That's so, good. And you yeah. can call out a behavior, so do maybe it. you do not want to label the essence Absolutely. of a person's being, but the behavior that you are exhibiting is by far the definition. Mm-hmm. Of racism, That's right? Good. And he may check have, yourself. He may uh, he may have called this whole country to overthrow that, you know, to see for what it was. <laughs> wait, wait, <laughs> to see it for a little bit, and they're like, "Y'all need to get over this," mm. you know, mm. take it down. 
Yeah. This is what you got for a time, but now you're not. Guys, need to take it out. And so that, you know, you never know. You never know what, you know, the See, purpose is. Yeah, well, yeah, the beautiful thing about blatant and outright and clear before your eyes is that for people who have been ignorantly coming from a place that is very similar to what he is openly doing, um, they're able to become more, you know, self-aware about where they're at. And if you become defensive, this this was a beautiful thing that Don Lemon said last night on Shout CNN. Shout out to Don Lemon. Shout and out to like Maturity and growth. Lemon. That was nice. So <laughs> wonderful. Have you seen those memes? No. Oh, it was so funny. Good. Like the, the, the transformation. Well, right. Like yes. Urkel versus, uh, what's his name? Stefan. No, they just, just they said? put did, they did the whole actor. What's the actor's name? Jaleel, Jaleel White. White. They said this is uh, this was <laughs> Don Lemon five years ago was Wait, Urkel, no. and now he's a little white. Wait, he wasn't as I don't want to say woke, but he wasn't he, as aware as he is now. He didn't say everything he should have said. I think okay. he was back playing in the day. The game. Okay, yeah. he, he yeah. was like, I'm tenured now. They he's like, pay. I'm tired of this. He played yes. defense no, a lot. Yeah, he yes, did. He played absolutely. defense a lot. But one thing that that he said that I thought was was really great for all of America to hear is that if someone calls you something you're not, how would you even become upset? You are you. You're not informed. That's okay. You can watch me. You can see the truth. But if if you become defensive and you want to fight back, a lot of times it's because you are defending the very essence of who you are. So for every person that is offended when you know they're they're called a racist or said they're having a racist behavior, if the first thing that comes to your mind is defense, mm-hmm. what are you defending? Yeah. I would say, actually, I do have, I agree with that, but I do have, like, a criticism there with what he said. Um, That's only true if you know your own identity. If you don't know yourself and someone calls you something that um, is not true, you you may believe it. And so that's what, I think that's what white America is dealing with because they're not sure if they're racist or they don't know what racism is, you know. And I think that when we don't, if they're not clear about where they stand and what's okay and what's not okay, um, they would get of the uh, they would get defensive if someone to call them a racist because they're not clear about that. They're not sure I if would they're doing right. And, and I think itself. they do say that when you talk to white people, they're like, "I don't know what to do." They say that all the time when you say like, "Oh well, let me tell you." <laughs> well, there's this uh, racism stuff. What do you think? Well, well, sometimes when I see a black person, I don't know what to do. Uh, and I met a Latin guy the other day, and I don't know what to do. And uh, I saw a Chinese guy, and he, you know, restaurant. I don't know what to do. And they say that all the time. You <laughs> but know, I think that in and of itself is showing that you're coming from a place of we are one way, you are another. But yeah. I don't. I feel like there's also a fine line sometimes between racism and ignorance. Like sometimes I feel like when white people white people behave, they're behaving mm-hmm. from a place of ignorance, not necessarily trying to be. Like, it can be racist behavior, but the intention behind it is not to be racist. It's just ignorant. Because, honestly, white people don't know a lot of things. And they have to be taught. About race, right. Yeah. And so, and I'm saying this. (laughs) About race. And I'm saying, I I guess I say this just because, like, I, so from in middle and high school, like, I was in a predominantly white private school. And so... It was just like four years I was constantly dealing with ignorance. 
and finding myself in situations where, you know, I would have to correct like a white classmate or a white friend for something that they would say and saying like, you know, that's not okay. And if they get defensive, it's just like, okay, you either take what I say and learn from it or like go off and do that same thing with another black person. And you might not have the, the same like compassion that I'm giving to you right now. Mm -hmm. And so that's the thing. That's, why I'm just like I don't always think that white people intend to be no and I hate I think that when they get defensive it's not I think they get defensive when you try to say like oh you're exhibiting racist behavior all they hear is racist well yes but truth of the matter I hate that racism has been so demonized and that people don't want to be associated with it on any level even if it comes to them wanting to better themselves and the reason why I say that is because if I if I hear you say this is racist behavior instead of me saying what about it how do I fix it I just don't want to be a racist bad people are racist that's real and it's like well no actually a lot of us have prejudices and a lot of white people exhibit racism this is how you fix it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not something that you run away from and throw your head in the sand yeah. and pretend it doesn't exist. But I think that takes a problem. lot of like emotional intelligence and maturity for yes. a white person to get to that point on their own. Because like as a black person, like or even like, just any person of color, when trying to, you know, teach and like you know combat ignorance, like there has to like it has to be a two way street. Like they yeah. have to be accept like they have to be in a mental space where they can also accept their role in certain things. And prime example, I actually had one of my good friends from middle and high school called me one day and she asked if she could have a conversation with me because she had just recently recognized that white privilege was a thing. Like at the age of twenty five, after reading an article from the root called The Five Types of Becky's and she texted me after reading it and she was like, you know, like the article was like amusing at times, but in reading it, I saw some of my own behavior displayed in like the descriptions written about like these different types of Beckys. And she was like, I just wanted to have a conversation with you about like, you know, have I ever done anything to offend? Like, how can I correct my behavior just to be like a better just a better person. Right. And so for me, like that's not a conversation that I would necessarily ever broach with my friend like I let my white friends come to me because sometimes it's if they're not in a mature enough place or an elevated enough place to understand and like receive certain things I do think it is necessary to like let them get there on their own and then come and seek to like banish their own ignorance absolutely and not to keep this completely one-sided I also believe that you can't have those types of conversations with um with people of color who want to play the victim card about mm. everything instead of taking responsibility before they're ready yeah because there's 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 plenty of people who want to point fingers and not take responsibility for the fact that they just didn't like that that they're not doing all that they can do to correct mm. situations in their mm. life you know so i i would say that it's it's definitely on both ends and yes you got to no, wait till the person's true. ready that's a beautiful story by the way yeah. However, like hey that. Madeline, I don't know if you listening. Um, <laughs> but no, I do agree with that point because I also have like plenty of black friends who, you know, when in situations where there is an opportunity to teach, they don't feel like it's their responsibility. Um, I just thought of a, a great <laughs> question. Um, I'm well, I, I'm asking a question. I don't know if it's a great question. 
So circling back to what we talked about a second ago, or what led to this conversation, and I'm, I, I think I started doing like some processing, like while y'all were talking, like why do I feel, like even deeper, like why do I feel that mm-hmm. way about um, not being able to like whistle blow or whatever, like in okay. the Christian community, you know? Um, oh my goodness. <laughs> Just trying to get into so I'm sorry, y'all. She got super close. Man, she said, you good, cozy. you good. I know why you got close. It's all good. It's all good. I ain't mad. <laughs> it's okay. They can't see, so I'm explaining it. Why I exclaimed that way. But what I what I was thinking was, is is me being afraid to call Donald Trump a racist because I feel as though if I call him that, I believe that God didn't place him there. That's possible. That is a, that could be possible, but I, I I'm don't not, think I can answer anybody else. I'm that. not here to act like I got all the answers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not here to say like I got the final say. That's very stuff. true, but you know I mean? also believe that God allows racists. No, like personally. You know what I mean? Oh, so yeah. I'm really yeah, personally. Asking. Yeah. But I, I also believe that God allows racists to be in power. You know, the Bible talks about terrible rich people and how they try to prolong their lives and their wealth, you know, and that's and they have power. And that's yeah. just the way the world is, yeah. you know. Um, but it, it is separate from spiritual things. And we have to be um, cognizant of what those are and where the where that line is. Um, and I don't think it's our job to, you know, try to redeem Donald Trump from what, you know. I, I, we, I think what we pray for when, when it comes to leaders is that not so much that they prosper as that they're used by God. Okay. You know? Yeah. I feel, yeah, because you're right. And, and like, no leader, like, leaders, they're not, like, it's not, like, this separate thing of, like, oh, well, they're going to be over here. I mean, it is kind of, like, they'll probably be judged a little bit harsher. But, um, yeah, like, God uses certain people for, it's all for his glory. You know what I'm saying? He uses certain people for judgment. Use a, you know, sad to say, use a certain people for mercy. Like Pharaoh, he was like, I chose you for this appointed time, you know what I mean, to, you know, to show my glory. You know what mm. I mean? So you're doing some, some crazy stuff. You got people in bondage, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But I used you. You know what I mean? You might be Pharaoh, but I'm God. You know what I mm. mean? I appreciate that, man. I'm glad I pulled that out of you. I was hoping I would get that. Bro. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, so moving on On to some lighter stuff I saw I, Tanya This past weekend How was it? I did Because I felt like I needed to see it Like why was it nominated And Margot Robbie <laughs> yeah. I freaking love How that girl do? Huh? How, How she do? do? I believed her oh, that's cool. I believed her um, So Jonathan You know about that I don't know I've heard the name Tanya Harding Before <laughs> Yeah But like it don't, it don't really like You know what's funny I heard about it uh, the whole Tanya Harding and uh, Nancy Kerrigan situation from an episode of Animaniacs. What? Like, yeah, really? yeah. Animaniacs used to be Man, mad. I'm like, woke. Animaniacs was, yes. <laughs> 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 Animaniacs was so woke. Yeah, they made a joke about it, like okay. on Animaniacs. Cause, Cause, and that I was like a part. I know what episode you're talking about for some Do you? Yes. They said uh, it was something like, "Oh yeah, yeah." It was like they were making masks or something like that. Mm. And she was like, who are you? I'm Tanya Harding's bodyguard or something like that. Or it was okay. like some kind of, and they it's said that. It's all coming together. And so I was like, what does that have to do with anything? So I actually looked it up. And um, so Tanya Harding, it was Olympic 
figure skater. Mm-hmm. She was famous for being the first to complete the triple axel. Yes. The first um Female? woman. Yes, yeah. the first woman in yeah. uh Olympic history. Right. Yeah. To complete the triple axel and her rival at the time was Nancy Kerrigan. Nancy Kerrigan. And she was um and I you know, I've done a little research cuz I just watch documentaries and stuff sometimes. But yeah. like, you know, her thing was like Nancy Kerrigan was a little bit more elegant, you know, a little prettier oh, than nice. her. I think so. She's I'm not. Little... I, I'm not saying what I really. This is my. This is a podcast. Okay. She was way prettier than. Uh, okay. Okay. That's okay. what I thought. I was like, are you kidding me? Like I mean, you... in the movie, okay, Margot, right. Margot, Margot Margot Robbie. You know, oh, it's way prettier yeah, than. But I was like, yeah. this ain't no accurate depiction. Right. Right. That was the main um, thing that people were saying about Margot Robbie actually being that character. She was like, Nah, you should be Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> you should be Nancy Margot. Oh, you I'm so wrong. sorry, Tanya. I'm so sorry. Proceed. I know. <laughs> it's not no shade to Tanya. No shade to Tanya's. I mean, aesthetic is you know yeah. subjective. It is what class. it is, though. It is subjective, but I think we would all, all agree. agree. But yeah. anyway, <laughs> she, you know, uh, Nancy Kerrigan was supposed to be like this more elegant uh, figure skater, and people, I guess, liked her more. The judges or something like that, and she was a big rival or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it so happened that her bodyguard was her husband or ex-husband or something like that. Um, the bodyguard in the movie, at least, because uh, like, I think that's yeah, it's yeah, the, um, it's her husband's friend, right? Okay, at the time. So apparently, yeah. they got they had a plot to uh, cripple Nancy Kerrigan before the Olympics or before yeah. some kind of skate, yeah, some and type of event. I think yeah, like the qualifying rounds or something, something like that. He broke in the ba- the bodyguard, uh, Tanya Harding's bodyguard broke in. While Nancy Kerrigan was like like leaving the the rink or something to go to the locker room or something mm-hmm. like that, you know, and he like had a baton or something and he like cracked her in the leg mm-hmm. and, uh, and then he ran off. Yeah. And uh, apparently Tanya Harding didn't. I mean, yeah, Tanya Tanya Harding didn't know anything about it, um, but it was this big scandal. Oh, allegedly she didn't know anything yeah about allegedly it. and allegedly she, she says she doesn't she says she doesn't right it um she actually got convicted for it mm. um how many years probation three years probation a hundred thousand dollar fine yeah. um and she was banned from skating ever again yeah and it uh, ruined both of their careers really because it's Nancy didn't win anything after that. I I don't think so. I don't know if it. Ruined, I know she placed it. It something. ruined Nancy's um skating career yeah. for sure because she looks way more familiar to me than old girl. Yeah. But um um thanks for that uh, synopsis. Um, mm. but here's what's interesting about the movie: it is truly a comedy. It looked like a comedy. It's a comedy, bro. When I saw it, I was like, I kind of want to see this. It's probably gonna be funny. It was funny. Yeah. I laughed. It was hilarious, and but and they use actual quotes from like from what these people were saying, and so they like they ran at the in credits they ran some of the stuff back. It's okay, I didn't want to record the whole time. Um, yeah, so like you're watching it, and you're like you know this is a person's life, and they're making it comical. I mean, but I guess it's it's a nod to like her whole career because yeah. you know they started making a mockery of her whole career after that. Right. So she was like, look, let me take it back. You know what I mean? Like, let me take. Let me reclaim this. Yeah. And like since y'all made fun of my whole career, I'm about to make fun I'm about to make 
light of my life too. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like when a person, it's like when you fall and people are laughing and you laugh harder than everybody else. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, so everybody's like, whoa, it ain't that funny. You know what I mean? So yeah, man, it was it was a good movie. She acted well in it. I believed her. I wanted her to be Tanya so bad. Mm-hmm. And um, it was one of those um, real life depictions that you like, you want the movie to like change the course of history. Yeah. Like, ah, don't let this happen. That's you know? Nice. Yeah, man. It was it was at the same time it was very informative. Like so it let you know what was going on, let you know how everything went down and all of that stuff. Um, the bodyguard, he was super hilarious. They made him look super crazy after a while. You gotta watch it. Have you seen the I actual would, footage? I did. They showed a little clip. That is hilarious yeah, in itself. Yeah, like so they the just whole, had him running through the whole movie, like yeah. just being hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm no, I don't want to tell you all about it. Just I just recommend it. I think it's it's a good movie. It's an uncomfortable type of comedy because like you know this really happening. Like I'm in a you know me. I'm in a movie rolling. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm rolling, and then like after a while, everybody as I started laughing, everybody like just started like, "Oh yeah, this is a comedy. Like, <laughs> it's all like just relax." Yeah, you know. <laughs> I sat in the handicap um section. Why? Because there were no other two seaters left, so I said. Did you feel like you had to confess that? I just yeah, now? I did, okay. and I feel better because of it. Okay. Honestly, I'm glad. You I sat in, that. and then I saw somebody with crutches walk in. And then they looked at me, and then they went up to the second level. What? <laughs> Yo. Like, you didn't was, get up? I, I was like this. Like, you know, you, you get in that, I'm ready to get up look. Like, I'm, you know, if you want. But I don't really want to. But if you. <laughs> wow. But if you. <laughs> wow. The one time he comes in. <laughs> yep, you're right. The one I'm like, time. I'm like, y'all never here. Right. And, and he, I guess he, <laughs> I guess he looked like, shoot, I ain't about to be in these crutches the whole, my whole life. He was mad prideful. He just went and sat up on the other. Okay. I'm like, there was other, two other. Did it look like spot. a temporary injury or like. It looked like a temporary injury. Okay, he had crutches, not like. Not like the crutches that go around your okay. wrist. Lord <laughs> Jesus. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. <All right. laughs> he, they, they, those are <laughs> yes, those are, there's two different types of crutches. You don't want to be associated with me. She moved over. And so there's some that goes under your arms, and then there's some that goes on your wrists. Yes. Keith. And usually this the ones true. on your wrists are permanent. Thank God for the group chat, right? Yeah. <laughs> Y'all telling me I'm wrong? Thank God for the <laughs> Alright, so I tell you it was dope. Um I did not <laughs> I did not see this Falcons Eagles game. I saw the fourth quarter though. I have to talk about it. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. We're in Atlanta. I don't mm-hmm. talk about it. What's wrong? I saw you at a bar or something. Like you was hype? I was hype because I really <laughs> like I really She I was hype. You had faith. And, like I looked at one I snap. Really you had mad faith, huh? We were going to take it. And then we were in. We can't. I was upset. What happened? <laughs> I was upset. Something what happened? There were two opportunities that the ball was thrown for a touchdown to be made to Julio Jones. Julio missed it both times, and then the game was basically over at that point because there were like fifty-two seconds left in the game. Eagles had the ball; they were already up, so it was a wrap. And I was hurt once again. By the Falcons, mm. Mm. and it's a hard life out here. Mm. If Julio would have caught that last pass, he still would have been out of bounds. If okay, he would have caught it, he the last pass was out of bounds. But 
even then, I'm just like, you were in a position to like bring this home. <laughs> bring this home for your team. I mean, what was y'all record? Y'all were what eight and eight? It was a bad record. I don't yeah. remember. I don't remember the How number, far did y'all expect to go? Tough. The Eagles were like what? Um thirteen and three? I don't care. And they, they I mean, I a lot of people started putting we won't stay on this too long, but a lot of people were putting their hope in um in the fact that it was Nick Foles quarterbacking as opposed to um, Carson Wentz quarterbacking. And it, I'm like, y'all forget. Nick Foles ain't no scrub. He not no scrub. And I'm not saying he won the game for him because it was it literally was 10 to 15. Not a high-scoring football game. At all. Um, right. But, yeah. It was I d- long. Yeah. So, I, you know, I know all of Atlanta is in, like, utter turmoil right now. Yeah. And um, I kind of, like, revel in that. Like Why is when that? Like, when they teams lose. Wow, Cause I'm from Jersey, and yeah, I know. I don't really like Atlanta like that. I don't either. I'm yeah. not here for <laughs> any Atlanta sports, really. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, but I'm not a big sports fan. You're from Atlanta, I'm so from you Atlanta. have. I've always loved the Falcons. Mm-hmm. I will always love the Falcons, you have, even you though have they a break my heart. Over. They've been breaking my heart since I was. Since I don't know the what that's like. Went to the Super Bowl I don't know I what like, that's like. Eight. I'm from the best sports city, the sports town eight. of the world. I don't know. Chicago. I don't know. I think Boston. Black I think Boston, Boston got your beat. Definitely has the socks. No, no. no, I'm pretty Boston sure Boston. The Blackhawks. We we nah. feel it every every nah. year. There's something. Like let's be honest. Boston has y'all beat. Okay. And what? <laughs> In everything. everything. How? All right, Basically. all right. Football. Football. Let's let's stay in football real quick. Okay. Y'all have the Bears. Okay, let's get off the Bears. All right, right. All right the Bears okay, the versus Bulls. the Patriots. Then y'all, yeah, y'all got the Bulls, the Patriots. I mean the um. Boston has what? The, the Celtics. Uh, Celtics who Celtics. have won 17 championships. Okay. <laughs> okay. And then okay, y'all got. Let's get off them. All right. All right. Keep going. <laughs> <We're all broom. laughs> he going to be like, we got the best curling team. Right. In the we nation. got the best soccer team. We don't know <laughs> nothing about that. Okay. Uh, Go on. <laughs> they got the best volleyball team. <laughs> Oh, don't don't y'all talk. Ah! What do we have? All Who's I got y'all's is, hockey team? Huh? What's Chicago's hockey? Chicago Blackhawks. Blackhawks. Who went Blackhawks. every other year? Y'all got every um, other year. Blackhawks. Who, who does Boston have? The Bruins. I the think? Bruins. Yeah, they okay. have the Bruins. And we went every other year. Baseball. Exactly. Baseball. Uh, Red Sox Cubs. And the Cubs. White Sox. And what does we Boston just won yes. every other Red year? Sox. The Red Sox. Ah. Exactly. I mean, in the last couple years. Yeah. Every year. No man. We won. Cubs just won. Y'all just yes. Sox won twice. Just when? <laughs> so just. how many? Okay, it's been a long speaking, time. Listen, sure listen. Seventeen. What other? What other city has won in it every category? The, and we're yes, still doing we good. Go. One in every I think, category. I think at least Boston. Sure Boston. As someone Boston. who attended university in Boston, um, I, and I don't think they hmm. just have one in every okay. category. And huh? I don't like Boston. Sports. We don't have just one in every category. She was schooling us. I'm sorry. She was. She, she was schooling us, I think, and I talked over her. And I'm, I'm, oh, okay. One Come more on. time. Well, yeah. What else is new? I'm just go with. I'm the just. Flow. I'm just. I don't know why you guys. They <laughs> just want right. to hate on Chicago. Hate. I know because what no, is Jersey? No, I love Chicago as a city. Never been. There. But when it comes to sports, New York got y'all beat awesome. What? New York has y'all beaten pizza. Please, What's the next category? Yeah. please <laughs> move on. Try to segue. Like deep dish I think it's lasagna. time for you to. I yeah. think it's time for you to segue. <laughs> so basically, <laughs> the Falcons continue to break hearts. The Saints did lose, though, so there is some sort of peace in that. 
Mm, solid. I'm just trying to find something yeah. to hold on to, yeah. honestly. Um, yeah. But I am mad that the Patriots are advancing. Mm. That really grinds my gears. I'm tired of them. Mm. That's just boring at this point to me. Mm. Like, if I got to watch another Super Bowl with the Patriots playing, like. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan it. of We that get it. Either. Y'all can play. Exactly. We get it. Y'all can win championships. Oh, wait. Yeah. Let's what play. else? Let some underdogs play. They need to. I agree. <laughs> oh, my goodness. They need to overthrow the playoffs. Yeah. So, um,. Um, better luck next year to the Falcons. That's no shade. I knew I was going. We say that every year. Yeah. But, I mean. <sighs> one day. That's one, the, hopefully while I'm still on this earth. Oh, is oh. that bad? It is. No, y'all went to the Super Bowl one year. Like forever ago. Yeah. I, was I remember young, I got sick that Super Bowl. Because my dad was making me laugh so hard. I think that was my first. <laughs> that's my first recollection of the Falcons disappointing me. Because mm. when they went to the Super Bowl, and they were the Dirty Birds, they were the Dirty Birds. I remember we had. I went to a uniform school. We had a dress down day. Yeah. I got to wear my Mike Vick T shirt. I was mm. so excited. He wasn't. He went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. What? Well, go ahead, Mike. And then I didn't start following football until college. Go ahead. I and we lost. I'm just saying, as a Chicagoan, I don't, I and I'm, this is me, <laughs> like, usually is. empathizing with you, because as a Chicagoan, I don't know what it's like to ever be disappointed uh, in my city. Okay. I mean, in individual team, but in my city, I always have something to go to. You know what I'm there's saying? There's a lot. To, I, I always have something to, be, to go to. There's okay. not. There's not that much. You always have something to go to. I have Got a, it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Got it. I've I mean, always I believe that she has a lot to and look like, forward to. Because and I grew no, up I in the 90s. I have so city. much pride in my city. Like, there's no way. Like, we're, there's so. like this inner I mean, hope I mean, like the, that was instilled in us from the Bulls. I mean, like the murder rate is from out of control. But yeah. Okay. No, let's, not, let's not go there. I mean, let's not go there. Like gang capital, but yeah. Okay, that's not us. That's not us. You, have you watched Shy? Have you watched Shy? Have you watched the Shy? Because you're going to be set straight on some of them things. It's I'm a new not, series. My sister brought it up. My sister put it in our family group chat. Like, I haven't watched it watch yet. Shy. I'm going to watch I'm it. I'm like, I don't have cable. I'm not watching it. Have, I have it at my place. Okay. Let's so watch it. Watch One day. Party. That'll be cool. Yeah. Um, so, um, Genuine, who is one of my favorites, man. Mm-hmm. One of my ultimate favorites. I love Elgin Baylor Lumpkin. <laughs> wow, whole government name. That is his name. He was named after Elgin Baylor. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he was. Um, basketball player. Thank you. No problem. Um, you learn something every day. Yeah, Elgin um, Genuine. He was. He's on. Um, he's on this season's brother, like Big Brother, Celebrity Big Brother, Celebrity, Celebrity Big Brother. Okay, so he's over there in the UK. I just read it. And apparently, I, I saw the clip. Um, he's having a conversation with a few people in the house. And they're talking about transgender people. And he's like, yeah, I don't have a problem with um, transgender people. It's just not my thing. Not something that I'm into. You know, I don't have a problem with it. Da 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 da. Then he was like, uh, would you have a problem with um no they, they the question that always comes up would you want to know if this person was transgender before you you know indulged in any other activity he's like yes i would like to know um i'll give my take on that in a minute but um yeah yes i would like to know conversation goes on the transgender person like lets it be known that they are indeed transgender um and then they try to 
kiss Genuine. And Genuine, still laughing and joking, pulls away, you know, from it. But now he is under fire for, well, for rejecting a kiss from a transgender individual. Before he pulled away, he kind of got close and like a joke. It was very playful when I saw it. It was like, like mm-hmm. a playful, playful interaction between and him and the, went the transgender woman. And he, you know, he kind of got close and then she got a little too close and he pulled away. Right. No, so he got close like to hug the person. Right. And then yeah. she went in for a kiss. Okay. And then he pulled away. Okay. And um, yeah, that's But it when I saw it, it was just really playful. I don't understand what the outrage is about. Me either personally. Here's my No, here's I mean, yeah. I don't I get it, but like I don't necessarily agree with people being mad at him just because like the way I saw it was you know, someone advancing on Genuine in a way that he did not want to be advanced upon. And so he pulled away. And I'm just kind of like, why does he not? Why is he not awarded? Is he not, al- mm-hmm. is he not allowed yeah. to do that? Like, if I'm in a situation and somebody tries to, like, kiss me and I don't want them to do that, like, yeah, I'm going to pull away. And so I'm just like, why is he not allowed that same great? Like, when you look at it, just, like, strip it down to what it is. Right. And you say, like, this is what happened. These are the facts of the situation. I don't think he should be... Yeah, that's the way he is being right now. I honestly don't think it matters that the person is transgender or not because I kept replaying the whole thing in my head. If 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 I was sitting in an interview with with a bunch of short gentlemen, shorter than average, and they're like, "Would you date a short guy?" That's ah, not really my thing. It was like, "Well, why not?" I, I just I just don't. It's not that I don't love you. Hug, hug, hug. Right. Well, kiss me. No, I just said like like what? Well, <laughs> I just that bitch. like that is not okay. Like back up, you know, hand yeah. on head, push. And so the fact that he was still ha 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 quit playing. Yeah. He was not never rude in nah. the at all. <laughs> Let I me, think that's what blows me the most. It's just like he was respectful yeah. the entire time. Yeah. Like y'all I don't know. I feel like people are running around just acting like he just right. like no some, like, phobic behavior on like all transgender people. And I'm just like he like said they made it he seem like he muffed her, and just like, <laughs> right? Like exactly, so, like, you know, right. pushed yeah. her head oh, back exactly. or something like that. Like there's nothing like shirting. that happened. It was very playful, right? No meanness, and he doesn't have to. Well, let me preface this by saying, Big Brother, that show like borders on is like, I didn't it know borders it was still out. It borders on fetishism, okay, in some parts of the show because okay. it's just a bunch of people. Like, are they gonna have sex today? <laughs> I don't know. Let's week. stay tuned. Let's like that's it's, that's what it basically <laughs> is. Seen it okay. Big Brother, and I because yeah, what what is the whole at, premise? At times. Of, what's the whole premise of Big Brother? They I just, have no idea. They just lock these so people in the house and they can't leave. It. it used to be on in the U.S. I don't know yeah. why it disappeared here. Yeah. Um, but no, literally they take like I think it's like ten people. It's usually five guys, five girls. Mm-hmm. They lock them in a the house for like an extended period of time, and. I know in the U.S., I'm pretty sure they're like challenges yeah. or something. And like people get voted out of. It's just petty. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. messy. It is, like it's, it's just messy. messy reality television. It's half reality show, yeah. half like some a kind game. of fetish like they, thing, all these a game like show. And, to like breed like, yeah. like sexual drama situations and, yeah. and drama. Yeah. And it's just like. That's what it is. All right, so let's put that out there. This is not like they were, you know, on. You know, some kind of morning show, and right. she reached over or something like that. Yeah, they were on Big Brother. I don't think it matters. And I think I they so encourage <laughs> that kind of stuff on Big Brother in the first place. So, <laughs> so many questions. Plus, also, you have to recognize like the nature of reality TV. Like, 
in my opinion, people mm-hmm. go on reality TV because like they want fame right. in some way or like they want to be relevant in some way. And honestly, if you look at the track record for reality stars who are still like flourishing and prospering out here, they're the ones that cause the most drama, cause the most like create the most conversation and therefore like increase ratings. So mm-hmm. I feel like that in and of itself is just like if you look at it all through that lens it's all for like sensational. It's all to like sensationalize any and every interaction that's had between humans in this like okay. random house. Yeah, man. Yeah, I agree. I think there's nothing wrong with him um, not wanting affection, not wanting affection from a person, and not wanting affection in that form from a person. Doesn't matter who it's from for exactly. whatever for whatever reason. In my opinion, here's in. So what's good for the goose? It should be good for the gander, right? So if I have, I'm a black man, and I'm like, I only I only date Asian women, and I only want Asian women to kiss me. You know what I'm saying? Um, I would look, if I wasn't me, I would look at me mad differently, though. I'll say that, but that's not the point. It's still my prerogative to like only Asian women. You know what I'm saying? I can, you know what I mean? The, the black women might hate me because of it. You know what I mean? Like, my peers might not like me be, because of it. I may be looked at a certain way because of it. It's your prerogative. But it is my prerogative to say, this is my preference. And not only is this my preference, but this is my standard. You know what I'm saying? So, um, it's, it's one thing. So, that's one thing for, like, this is who I want to receive this from. You know what I mean? But... I feel like it's deeper than that. It's this gay agenda that's mm. being pushed and perpetuated through not only out this country, but throughout this world. So it's like anybody who doesn't agree with this agenda of of the LGBTQ community, and I think they added another an letter. They added an A recently. What LGBTQ. But oh, asexual. Asexual, I think. I might asexual. be wrong, though. Like you're not asexual because you don't produce. But okay, <laughs> like, asexualism but, uh, is about not being attracted. I don't know why that. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, they gotta but find another word for that. But I don't um, understand what that has. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's the agenda that's being pushed. It's like y'all either down with us or we gonna crucify you because you're not down with us. I just I what I don't understand is why my sexual preference is relevant to everyone else, like everyone else's like judgment or. I don't know. I just feel like the only time it's relevant is when I am being withheld from something or or not given access because of a preference that I have or treated mm-hmm. differently because right. of a preference that I have. Because it's only really relevant when it comes to partners, is it not? Like, if I have a yeah, preference, yeah, yeah. but you and I are not, why would it matter? Yeah, yeah. I don't understand why it's even part of the conversation. Right. Yeah, I think they are pushing something with it mm-hmm. because if this was, I mean, the media is anyway, um, because if, if this was a situation where if it was a straight female, you know, and he just didn't want to kiss her. No big deal. That's his right. No big deal. Mm-hmm. And it would have been like, oh, no big deal. Like, yeah, oh, right? she was rejected. Exactly. Yeah, she would that be on like funny. TMZ the next day and everybody would be right. ridiculing her. She'd probably have a hashtag on Twitter about how she's like rejected Bay. And right. <laughs> rejected we'd bae. have like a ball rejected with it. So, rejected Bay is hilarious. Yeah, yeah I just, you know, it's, <laughs> it's like it's, oxymoron. Yeah, and yeah. Anytime yeah. something's yeah. going out of proportion, <laughs> we should definitely keep an eye on it. 
because it's just setting up for something else. It always is. Mm-hmm. Anything blown out of proportion. Mm. Um. So, keeping along with the with the idea of unwanted advances. Um, yeah, come on, help me out, y'all. Y'all yes. see me unwanted. trying to make mm. this segue mm. stuff work? Yes, and let's and talk her, about yes, Senor. I'm sorry, Aziz. I'm sorry. Oh poor guy. Yeah. So um, I let I let um Keila um head this one up. She um sent us an article today because we were like looking for stuff to talk about. Or I was. Yes, because it was a slow was a news point. week, and we received our agenda for uh, today's talk. I also saw that there was an article in the Atlantic that was a commentary on another article that was published through Babe. Um, and what is Babe? This is the first time I ever saw this article. Babe, Babe must have been very happy to have some type of news to put out that yeah, would put it, it on the like, map. Look, okay, yeah. I was I growing have, up. Babe was a pig, right? I, right. Yo, you know? shout out to that movie. I know, right? She shout out away. to Babe. I R. have babe. a question. Charlotte's Web. Uh, to mm. all the editors at Babe about what 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 consi- this is not news i asked you to explain to us who babe yes. is so 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 babe is an an online media outlet yes okay that that has uh article pieces on um honestly it, it comes across as a, a, a an inquirer online okay a tabloid yes oh it's a tabloid yeah pretty much oh uh, can we trust this I mean, I mean the the sources are correct. Okay, Aziz, Aziz came back. He he spoke to them. He I'm did. So, I'm he just asking for the statement. listener. I'm just asking for the yes. Listener. I am a so listener. on behalf of the listeners, this is something that happened. Was it America's business? No. Huh. Public figure. But you know what? That's subjective. But yeah, That's subjective. Let me tell you what happened in in the most objective way possible. We about to get in. Are we are we not going to recount this yes. for our listeners? No, yeah, Go recap ahead. it. Okay. Go ahead. Give us the Give short us the version. The short version. Yes, the short version is 22-year-old photographer is at a a party, an Emmy's after party, and she notices the flash from Mr. Ansari Aziz's camera and realizes they have the same camera. She's starstruck and somehow they're able to encounter one another and and have conversation. Okay, you gotta okay. Yeah. They, they encountered one another They had conversation And um, and she was there with a date and, and was enjoying her night But somehow they were able to cross paths again And exchange numbers So that once they were back in New York They were able to do some talking via text For about a week Before he asked her out And she went over to his apartment For a, for a pre-gaming drink Then they went to dinner and as she put it, they ru- he rushed through the dinner so that they could get back to his Manhattan apartment. <laughs> and while she was in his Manhattan apartment, he made advances that were consensual. Um, he says that they were consensual, allegedly consensual. And no, but this was her take in the in in the article. She, she said that she did consent. Yeah, she said that she consented, she consented she to consent. their sexual activity. Okay, and she was uncomfortable. Lord Jesus! During this sexual activity, she made it clear that she was not ready to advance into uh, uh, intercourse, and he was very suggestive that that was what he wanted throughout the night. 
And in the end, she was very upset. He was not the gentleman she thought he would he was to be, and she was going to leave on her own, but he offered to pay for the car that took her home, and she was crying in the Uber. And she went to the the media outlet because she wanted other women to know that he is not sensitive to your nonverbal cues of discomfort. Wait, but didn't she also send him like a long, like some long text the next day just stating how, like stating her discomfort and he responded saying, you know, like. I misread. I apolo- yeah, he was like, yes. I apologize for misreading the situation. Like, I also yes. feel like that's a very important Yes, he did. Story. He apologized for saying, "Hey, I misread. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry." He did say that. I now this the article that that retells everything that happened between them <clears throat> is very explicit. But one thing that it did show is that she was complicit with requests that imply beyond. Uh, can I can I just read the um. Yes. Um, the, um, this is Aziz's uh, statement. I'll, it's short, so I'll just read it. He said, I was surprised and concerned. I'm sorry, he said, when he learned how Grace felt. Grace is, is this isn't her real name. Um, when he learned how Grace felt about their encounter on September 25th, 2017. <laughs> All right. Grace said that after a dinner date, she and I'm sorry went back. Okay, wait, wait. Let me go down. Oh. In September of last year, I met a woman at a party. We exchanged numbers. We texted back and forth and eventually went on a date. We went out to dinner, and afterwards we ended up engaging in sexual activity, which by all indications was completely consensual. The next day, I got a text from her saying that although it may have seemed okay, upon further reflection, she felt uncomfortable. It was true that everything did seem okay to me. So when I heard that it was not the case for her, I was surprised and concerned. I took her words to heart and responded privately after taking the time to process what she had said. I continue to support the movement that is happening in our culture. It is necessary and long overdue. So yeah, that's that's yeah. his that's his statement. That was his statement. <clears throat> so I actually had com- like comments that I wanted to say towards the both of them. No, but hold on, you sent us an article with um, a Caitlin um, written yes. by Caitlin Flanagan. Yes, with the Atlantic, who did a breakdown and and comment a commentary on the whole thing. Well, what's your take? Yeah, I I don't want to talk about what Caitlin said. I want to talk about what happened. Uh, you headline, sent us the article. Yeah. I would just like to say that Caitlin's headline for that Atlantic article was trash. All right. What was the headline? I got to go back and read it right. again because I don't want to. I think it says um, it was something it was something like super duper in support of um, Aziz from my understanding. Like as I was reading it, not necessarily in support of him, but like. Yeah, she wasn't all on the all on the young lady side. She so Caitlin Flanagan, she's saying that she grew up in like the seventies or something it was. And um and that uh in her day, like she feels as though in her day that women were empowered and she feels like today's women all with all the stuff that's going on now, that they're not being empowered, but they're being like, um yeah. It's not empowering them and it's not putting the putting the like the um you know, putting them in a the driver's seat is more so like saying like they making them victims. Yeah, making them victims as opposed to like you have control over certain things that happen to you. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, it was her byline. Sorry. What'd she say? She said, allegations against the comedian are proof that women are angry, temporarily powerful, and very, very dangerous. I really was just bothered by the temporarily powerful part. Why? Just because why is our power temporary? I feel like it was just very, it felt very diminishing. Yeah, maybe she thought, like, this is the only place in which you have power. Or maybe she's saying it makes them, like, this is the, what did she say? Uh, da, da, da. Allegations against the comedian are proof that women are angry, temporarily powerful, and very, very dangerous. Okay, so she's saying, she I, meant, I think she means that, what, is, what do you think she means? Maybe she meant, like, in this situation, like, <sighs> I think it's all just, like, skewed by her perception that this, it's all this girl's fault. I don't no, think it's the girl's fault. And I don't think it's Aziza's fault. I think, I, I honestly, my, my take on this is that you have a young girl who is starstruck, who is a fan, who thinks she knows someone by their public face. When she encounters the real face, instead of acknowledging it for what it is, because instead of acknowledging it for what it is and treating him like she probably would have any other guy, she held out longer than I mean she she had regrets based on like gosh I I should have and and she was upset with him because well yes you are a public figure I had more faith in you and you let me down but then to Aziz you can't really be surprised that something like this would happen because if you want to have a mature sexual encounter you have to make sure that your partner is mature and on the and, and, and communicating I guess the way that you are and it seemed like there was a lot of assumptions on both sides. But why it was brought public is beyond me. Maybe y'all can help me out with that. But I feel like this really should have just, like, it, it, it. I don't understand why we even get to talk about I what mean, happened in his Manhattan apartment. People blowing the whistle nowadays. That's, that's it. Like, oh, you telling? Yeah, me too. Not just him, not just this person, but get this person out of here too. You know what I'm saying? Oh, remember him? Y'all thought he was all for this? You know, he speaks out against um, this sexual stuff. You know what I mean? All that type of stuff. Him too. And I don't think, yeah, what are you to gain from this? I don't I don't know. We don't know. It, Especially when it, it does was a sound consensual You said something there. Like, it seems like uh, oftentimes that the me too is him too. Like yeah. he said. Yeah. He said something there. Get him. It's like more get like, him. yeah. Mm. And and I, I feel like it's unfounded oh, only because I have personally been in situations where my takeaway from the whole thing is I need not to conduct myself this way because it sends a message I don't want to say. Say it again. I don't. What did I just say? I, I don't need to I conduct need myself like this way because yeah. it sends a message that I do not want to say. And I believe that should have been like if, if Grace, whoever Grace is, if you could hear me, I would say, "Girl, come on up to hey, the show." Hey, Grace. Yeah. Yes, it would. I would say, Grace, let's let's connect you with a mentor who has a healthy sexual or a healthy relational just a healthy relationship that has a healthy like self identity in the sexual realm that can. Be a coach of some sort. It sounds like you just need mentoring and some love and some some self-acceptance, knowing that it's okay to feel the way you feel and to express it aggressively. You don't have to send hints and messages in with an audience of one. You tell them exactly how it is you feel. Make them respect it. If they don't, you remove yourself then. You don't have to wait. Um, 
I don't know. Like, and, and you have to understand that you can say one thing with your mouth and another thing with your body. And that this is the, the art of seduction that has been around for hundreds of years. And so if I tell you with my mouth, I don't know if I'm all that interested, but I'm taking my clothes off. Mm. That's, that's mixed messages. And a man is going to respond to the message that is the most right in front of him. So if you're telling him that you're uncomfortable and you do not want to engage in sexual activity, but you give him head, it might confuse a man. It just might. And this is just dealing with the opposite sex. I do believe that men should be responsible and they should listen. But if we have been taught through hundreds of years of of, of flirting and seduction, that this is how you can overpower someone else, and women have been the holder of that power, we have to know how to speak that language. And if you're not sure what you're saying, you should learn before you jump into an arena like that. And I think that's partially what she was trying to say, or trying to get across in the article, is saying that there is power that you possess. You know what I'm saying? So... Do not feel like you have this temporary power. You know what I mean? And it's putting you in power temporarily just for you to speak out. Like, no, you got power from beginning to end. Um, is there anybody else that wants to sound off before I say whatever it is I have to say? Keep going. Me? I can yeah, go? Yeah, keep going. Um, I feel as though um, I hear what you're saying and I'm... I'm I'm there, but I don't think you you gonna verbalize it the way that I'm about to. Y'all can hang me out to dry for this. I feel as though women aid in this. Um, I feel not saying that they are. I'm not saying that women. This is all y'all fault. I'm not saying that, but I do feel as though sometimes, and, and I'm speaking generally, so I have to throw out all of these disclaimers and and prefaces before I even say what I gotta say. Um, I feel as though. Women aid in um, this rape, what we're calling rape culture. So it's, I'm going to say, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. But, and I've heard women say this, no don't always mean no. And I'm like, I'm not living my life like that. I'm not living my life like that. No, no means no. No, no is no. It, yeah. No, but no don't always mean no. And I'm like, wait, no, no, no. And I'm not even talking about from a sexual standpoint. I'm talking about in life. You know what I mean? Like, so like when I said, when I said I didn't want you to um like literally had a conversation with somebody about not pursuing them, right? In in I'm not I don't want to get into all that. Not pursuing them, right? <laughs> And they were like, uh, and they were like, um, they said, why didn't I, I said, you were moving to, you, I don't, God bless you, you were moving to this state. So I didn't feel like, I, you know, and we both had the conversation that, you know, you didn't want anything more. You know what I mean? So you and I, we were just friends because you were getting ready to move. You had already expressed to me that you wanted to, um, that you were getting ready to move. You weren't looking into anything seriously. But I just thought if you really wanted it, that you would have tried harder. And I said, what? Do you hear yourself? Do you hear yourself? Do you hear what, do you hear like how that sounds? You put that in, you put that in that in a different context. That's crazy. It's crazy now. You know what I'm saying? And like, it's always like this thing, like he should just decipher how I'm feeling. He should just, he should just feel this out. I'm like, I'm not feeling nothing now. You said this, I'm moving this way. Now, now, 
it got to the point now, if I'm reading this article, I'm reading the article, right? And it's like, and they telling on themselves in this article, because they, they for this Grace chick in this article, right? And I don't want to call you chick like, you know, I, if this happened in this, if, no, I don't think you're right at all for this. Like, like I'm going to stand on my own two feet right now. I don't think she's right for this. Throughout the article, you reading it, you reading it. And then he was like, all right, cool. All right, you don't want to do this? Cool. Like, let's hang out now. Let's hang out on the couch, but this time with our clothes on. Wait. Exactly. You told me you you had, you mean to tell me you had to close off this whole time, like you mean to tell me that? So you but you also you also um you also um gave this man fellatio. You also um let him perform um that kind on of yeah kind of like, oh I don't know how to say it. I I'll be like Condoleezza, <laughs> but like you you, um, you also perform <laughs> allowed it. Don't let me talk. You also allowed him to perform this on you, and it like so y'all already y'all already indulged in this stuff, like and like so you were cool with this, and then you spoke up when you said I don't want to do this. Then he took you to the um, and this is graphic, so I'll put a disclaimer in the, at the beginning of this. Don't listen to this. Um, you, he took you to the count. He put you on the countertop. You know what I mean? And like you you could have said, I don't want to be I don't want to be on the countertop and whatever is about to happen, I'm not okay with this. And she never she never definitively and and now here's like the gray area, and I don't fault her for this, for never actually saying no. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, I don't really fault you for that. But like, cause you know, you don't want it a lot of times, like when women get in those type of situations, women they looking after the other person still. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it's like I don't do I don't want to offend him. I don't want I'm like offend offend him. Because you going to do what you did in the car and like hit him up the next morning like yo I wasn't necessarily cool with that. Like yo all of this could have stopped the night before. Right. And then I tell you but here's here's what I'm really mad at. I'm sorry. You had when he said um there was there was no indication that this was going the wrong way. What he's saying is I'm sorry you had your clothes off. I thought everything was a go. So that's where I'm like, come on. Like, I don't I don't know. Like maybe you maybe you having like a regretful moment or something, because that stuff be happening too. They be wanting their body back. Girls be trying to take their body. Like, I got I got six bodies and I don't want this body on my list. So like let me just act like I didn't want this. So then I could feel better about myself by making this other person feel bad. There's women out there like that. You ain't gotta believe me. Go ahead, somebody. No, I just, that's why I don't like this kind of article. Because it's like, and this is the problem. You know, I was discussing this with one of my my cousins. Um, the problem with the, the Me Too movement in, in itself is that it doesn't include it. Like, we're conflating a lot of things that don't have equal significance. Yeah, like, oh, God, yes. We're talking about, like, Me Too is, is about violent rape. But it's also about like, like petty misogynism no. in the workplace, and they're com- they conflate the same things Go. on this hashtag, no. and then this stuff no. they're talking about the no. same See, thing. Go. And this is completely illegitimate. Throwing it out, I As agree. A woman, throwing it out, you are disappointed with a date gone wrong. It's life. We gotta live. We gotta keep it moving. You will learn how to communicate better based on these disappointments. 
I don't want to like. I don't think. I think her feelings are legitimate, and she should have someone yes, that can absolutely. hold her absolutely. and and, and comfort feelings. her and say, "This is what we're gonna take from this." But to go and and hang somebody else up because it it, it takes two. It takes two. And if you are naked in a man's apartment and you do not want to have sex with him, say, "I do not want to have sex with you." I think that say we, it. Put your clothes on you while you're say saying it. it. You know what? If you want to be naked, that's fine. But you do She's, have to verbalize that you do not. Want hey man, to hey man, we just kicking it naked. Yeah. I don't want to do nothing with you. We like, just kicking like, it. I can't naked because I like we, to be we naked. We both yeah. want to be and nude. And I want to be naked next to you. That's cool. But I'm not down to have sex. Yeah. I want to be clear about and if this. You do yeah. not I know trust this might him? turn you on. And I might, you know, I know this might turn you but I'm not about to have sex with you. I just like to be in the nude. But look, but look. If you, you do not clear. trust him to respect you while you are nude and you don't want to have sex with him, put your clothes on yes. and leave. She because if I, you do not trust, you have to go. If you're uncomfortable, leave. She said, I stayed I stay because of the person that he was depicted as. You know what I mean? Like, but this is the situation. Know, but this is what's I'm, real. Exactly. I blame the parents. Here's the, here's she the is, thing. She, I'm, is I'm 20, a, she is 22. She's, so she's grown. She is she's 20, so young. But she's a grown 22 she year old. She is a grown 22. I mean, she and is. I feel like, you know, I don't, I don't really, I mean, that is young, whatever. Somebody. But when you're talking about, like, there's certain things you prepare your, your, your people for. And I'm a very results oriented type of person. And I'm like about action plans and like, you know measuring things so if you know that you're going to as far as like you know the way we teach young adults you know um i'd say that we need to start telling them to be able to (laughs) express their uh disapproval in more concrete ways than you know just squirming like like that needs to be a part of sex education like okay if you're involved with somebody and it looks like it might be sex you need to be clear about what you like and what you don't like what you will or won't do and you also need to know how to tell that person that yeah in the moment and that's something that they need to teach um because it's it that's important I feel like that's important. That's that's just me. That's what I like to think about. I think this is really petty. Um, and I think the author of the article re- described it as like 3,000 words of re- revenge porn, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. it was pretty graphic at times. And I was like, oh, this is kind of like revenge porn. Um, what is revenge porn? I've never heard this phrase. People. You, you apparently has something to yeah. like, compare to. Like, yeah. This is that. Like people have... Um, like there's like websites that people send um, pictures of like nudes ex. of their exes and they put it on these these porn sites mm. and you That's know it stays up there and sometimes they bribe them to take them down mm. so it's like you got to either pay the 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 publisher of the website so, uh, such amount of money to get it taken down or it's just up there forever you know because somebody's ex sent it to them Wow. You know. Yeah, because they're mad. People do that. Wow, I wish I would have never asked that question. That is horrible. Isn't it? It is. So, in so closing. That's, how, that's what how, this article was in yeah, word form, was, basically. It was, it was very, because. It was very graphic. I mean, that's a vulnerable place to be with a person. Yes. And for somebody to verbatim say exactly what it, like, you, you are out there in ways that you can't pull back. I think it's worse than a nude, quite honestly, mm. because. That's that's just such a, a sacred place. Yes. And that's why I hold him accountable 
also because you yes. are a thirty-four-year-old man yes. that's with playing around you see, with a young thirty-four-year-old celebrity. But uh, celebrity. That's he real. needs to be smart. Yeah, he does too. just also just based on that. Also, I see you kind of being uncomfortable about this. Whether you said no, yeah, that's real. I see you being uncomfortable. And I see the look in your eyes like that. She, I thought she was yeah, ready. I th- she not ready, fam. Right. Hey, you man, need to go home, my young bad, lady. Yeah, my bad. You go gotta go home. It went and got to no counter and none of that stuff. I'm like, yo. Like uh-uh. I don't know. I mean, but I do want to say this before we move on. Cause I feel you about to talk. Okay. I just have a. I just want to listen to y'all for a second. Let me say. I think for me, I've been just trying to process the whole. Yeah. Because I feel like there are. Go ahead and say what you have to say. Yeah. Cause I'm gonna let you go. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. <laughs> yes. To present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. So. I do. Before we move on, I do want to say I do not condone. Because how do you listen to our podcast, man? You just can't be out here while and giving sex education. <laughs> and you're like, come on. <laughs> I, um, yeah, man, I, I feel like, honestly, like, man, like, it's the, the gospel and, like, Christianity is not a set of rules, man. Like, it is literally like, yo, this is, if you want to live a good life, if you want to, if you want to live, not saying that your life is going to be perfect and then everything is going to be hunky-dory, but if you don't want to, like, be in certain situations, yo, I've set up certain things the way you even, like, be in these certain predicaments. Not saying that this woman um, asked to be in this predicament, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, Say Aziz, like you know what I mean, like say he was a believer. I would like to believe that. The, not saying that it's not possible. I would like to believe that the chances of him doing, like being in that situation, would be a little bit less than than anybody else. You know what I mean? Than a regular, than another person. But she was about to go. I just wanted to make that disclaimer. I just wanted to throw that out there. Um. So I do want to say, like, I do think Grace, whoever this young lady is, like, she didn't need to put his, I do agree with that. She did not need to put him on blast like that because from that story, they had resolved that between themselves. Like, there was, there was yeah. no need for her to go to take that to the media. It's just like. I'm sorry. And I think that it's, it's stories like that that diminish the greater movement mm-hmm. because now you have this example of you know something that was resolved and like she had her feelings heard and understood more importantly but she still chose to be like I'm gonna put you on blast and drag you because I'm still hurt it's like that's not it's just poor character um but and this might be playing devil's advocate a little bit. Hey! But I feel like... And this is nope, because nope. I've talked to other women who find themselves in situations like this. Is, and I think this goes back to the whole thing of like teaching your children the ability to communicate and self-advocate is so important because I firmly believe women are not taught to speak up for themselves, mm-hmm. especially against men. Mm-hmm. And there are plenty of times where, like, you know, and this wasn't detailed in the story, but part of me wants to think, like, part of me wonders, I'm just like, was she comfortable 
Like, did she feel like she could self-advocate? Did she have the tool? Were those tools taught to her to Mm -hmm. self-advocate? Did she feel stuck? Did she feel frozen? Mm -hmm. Where, like, you know, there were multiple points she wanted to, like, verbally say, like, I don't want to do this. And she did not feel empowered to do that. And I think that, for me, goes back to really what, despite her actions and putting Aziz on blast, I think it goes back to the importance of having a movement like this is, like, empowering women to speak up for themselves and like us as like not even women like just if you are a human just like empowering women Mm -hmm. young girls to like advocate for themselves like if you are uncomfortable in a situation and granted no you don't know how certain things are going to turn out but you should feel comfortable at any point being like being comfortable like pulling the plug on something and I also feel like Mm -hmm. there is a lot a lot of the times women also are afraid to speak up for themselves because they don't know what the reaction of the man will be. There are too many situations where you do hear and social media and media in general, just like since they like blows things up a lot. And so you do only often hear about like the horror stories of like the woman who did self advocate for herself and speak up and say like, no, I don't want this. And she gets called out of her name or she gets drugged or she gets like beat up or something Mm -hmm. like that. And there's no one, who comes to her aid. Like people, if people are around, like they'll just stand by and watch it happen or pretend like nothing's happening. And so I think a lot of the times women find themselves in certain situations and they really just don't feel like they can speak up for themselves or they're scared of like, how will this person react? And this girl being 22, I don't imagine, I don't imagine she had like the growth and maturity. At 22? I know some 20. I'm at, okay. I really do feel like, because I feel like I there are like 30-year-olds who still don't know how to like. I feel I like mean, it's as unacceptable at 22 as it is at, at 30. I feel. What is unacceptable? To not have the wherewithal, to not have. I'm So, yeah, I understand people got, um, I understand certain people have arrested development. We all have an arrested development in some area of our life. And. But I'm not going to be like, oh, okay, well, at 22, you don't know what no means. Or at, or at 22, you don't know to to say these things. Or like, you're not comfortable with yourself. And I'm saying, get there. I think If you're not there, get there. I, yeah, I think that, as, I don't think it's okay as a society. I'll say as an individual. Um, Individuals make up the society. Yeah, well, but I mean, like, as a society, I don't think it's okay for us not to be able to... to to articulate those things i do think 22 and our society as it exists right now is like they may not have the that kind of maturity to be able to say that which is why i mentioned well, that at, we need to look at like how are we empowering said, yeah well women at, and people in general to, to speak up but, but two look, year, at tw- look at 22 year olds but where are they at in life just graduating they're just graduating college, college right where sex is running where, where sex is like Riddled through, right. through campuses, right. so you've had those experiences. Like you know, what I mean, like whether you indulge them in them or not, you've had you've had people make advances at you. I'm sure if she if she's 22, like and from the looks of what I saw, I didn't you know they blurred her face out. She probably had some people coming at her here here and there. You know what I mean? And not yes. saying that she's never been in that predicament before. My point is, you've lived life. And you know that at that age, stuff like that is going, it's stuff like that, there's a possibility of that happening. You know what I mean? So like, and you, 
she didn't say like, oh, this, she wasn't like, oh, this was my first time or anything. Not that she might, she might not come out and say anything like that. But my well, point is you've experienced some stuff enough to know. Well, didn't she say she, to Aziz at one point, like, you're just like. Other men. Other, like all the other men. Yeah, she did she say did that. Say. And so for me, like that signals that she doesn't, she does, she has not cultivated that sense of self-awareness. Like yeah. she hasn't yes. taken the time to learn herself. Her. But to that, like, but that also tells me that she has been in those situations. Before. Yeah, no, it does. But I'm yeah. saying, like, because of the fact that she's been in those situations, like she has not learned. Not, I hate saying like learned. Like she hasn't learned from them. She hasn't taken the time to reflect yeah. on, you know, how can I improve from this versus. Yeah. I don't know, because I view it, for, I guess, from like a spiritual standpoint of just like God will send you the same test mm. over and over and over and over and over again until you learn the lesson, until you pass the test. And homegirl <laughs> clearly still wasn't passing the test. And it's just like you're not going to pass that test until you take that time to like self-reflect. Well, sometimes <laughs> we ask God for the test. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not, I got I so many jokes, one. but they're but inappropriate. Listen, Go ahead. But listen, so <laughs> the reason why I said, and I, I don't want to say any more on this topic, honestly. But the reason why I said that I feel like as a society we have to look at it is because I feel like women in countries where rape is a very present threat all the time, they are taught very differently than women here. So if I'm I'm like talking about some uh, countries in Africa. Yeah. India, yeah. these places where like, you know, female mutilation is like a thing, mm-hmm. they're taught to protect themselves from men in a very re- present way. Mm-hmm. You know? And I feel like we as a society have to change the way that we're doing things. So in our culture, I think 22, yeah, she may not be mature. I think that's okay. I think that is she not w- crazy to, to believe. And I say, yes, that that's not crazy to believe. I'm saying get there. You know what I'm saying No I think we all need to get there yes. I think that's the point for me Yeah We all need to get there um, But also the point that she was making in the article Was that There there is a dichotomy between the way that um, Or what's the word that you use There is a um, Yeah the juxtaposition that she made um, Between the way that they used to do things And the way that they're um, trying to raise um, Young ladies now So it's like more so like The power you You know not to quote Captain Planet, but the power is yours. And then, then mm. um, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, you. Wise um, one indeed. Yeah. <laughs> You're subject to this now. And then, like, then here's here's the way in which you are to exercise this power that you have. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they were saying, she was saying in the article back in the day, you kept your money. You kept, uh, she said, she put in quotes, you kept mad money in your purse in case he got fresh in the cab. You know what I mean? You you slapped this man in the cab and find your own way home. Nowadays, say a 22-year-old, I'm like, oh, well, I'm just going to sit in the cab and I'm just, because he's my ride home. And I think that's foolish. You know what I mean? Like, so... Yeah, and I don't. I look. My mom. My mom even said that she was like, I, "We would always keep money on a date." You know what I mean? Like, not even just on some. I think he gonna be. I think he gonna be a jerk or whatever. But like, say he, say he loses his wallet. You know what I mean? Say something happens. I'm supposed to be prepared as well. And then it's like this whole thing of like, well, if he, if he ain't got, if he ain't got this, he's supposed to be taking care of me. I can't be with no man that can't take. I'm like, but yeah. You know, and I'm going down a, a whole nother thing. But it's like, no, if. I got me, you know what I mean? Like, and and if I'm graced enough, I can have you as well, you know what I mean? Because 
I'm not I'm not being dependent on a man to take care of me. You know what I mean? And I'm I got my own way home if I need to. I, I know how to defend myself if I need to. I know how to be I know how to get home at the end of the night. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. We got Uber. She can figure it out. What'd you say? We have Uber. I don't know. She I got an Uber. He got her Uber. No, but I'm saying like in that situation, um, this isn't even a relevant point, honestly. This is just me thinking Same. things. But like how the woman was like, she always had mad money on her as a way to get home. I think that's just another thing that we have that they didn't have back then. It's like, mad money could have easily. I mean, we like we don't really keep cash on us, but that's not the point. The point is like, if you need to get out of a situation, I know we you got an Uber so account. I know you got a Lyft account. Like, I know you have a cell phone that you can Google a taxi number. Like, there are ways to. Exit you have to want it. You have to want to. Exactly, and you have to be able to communicate yes so in, if indeed at the risk of saying something totally jacked up baby tell me over my mouth i'm probably <laughs> bored <laughs> let us i think there's about to be a clause that can just be left out at this point yeah all right okay all right well we're air <laughs> on the side of like open-endedness i'm fine all right um so um Last this past Sunday, um, I think we're all safe for saying that we go to the same church. Uh, I might edit that up. It's okay. Uh, Why can't they know? I mean, they can know. Y'all know now. If I decide to keep this in, y'all know that we all go to the same church. But like, I don't want people to think that we have the same. We have the same thought process, or that we all think the same way because, like, we're all under this. Y'all should know good and well from listening to this podcast that we don't have the same thought process. But go ahead. I'm just saying, I just don't want them to think that way. (laughs) Continue. So, if (laughs) so, we, I mean, we got on the topic of we got on the topic of hurt, and um, um, and you're just talking about. People who've hurt you in in general, you know what I mean. But like, we were talking about hurt in the in the church, you know what I mean. So I'm thinking like, dang, are we talking like? I want to talk today, like specifically about church hurt itself, and I feel like that's like really like people's go to a lot of times because that's like what keeps people out of church. That's what takes people out of church. That's what people. That's what jacks people. Um, people's theology up about God because of the church, you know, and um, as we end, I mean, because it is a slow news week and I don't mind telling you that we talked about this because it's, it's a poignant time to talk about it, I think, but like, um, I don't know, how do you deal with church hurt health in a healthy way? Because I know how I dealt with it and it wasn't always healthy, you know what I mean? But how do you deal with it and how do you deal with it in a in a healthy manner? We have our resident mm. person on hurt to our left. <laughs> right. I, I do explore the subject of being hurt and insecure, but I have not dived into the church thing. I have it for sure. Um, some um, Plenty of personal stories when it comes to being hurt in the church context. And mm-hmm. as a person that, cuts through the fluff to the flesh of a matter. I have rubbed people the wrong way because a lot of 
church environments, and that is a broad statement. So there are some church environments where um, pomp and circumstance is really important, and to call somebody out on any level of BS is not necessarily encouraged because now you are questioning my authority Mm. instead of me honestly just trying to get to the heart of a matter and get a better understanding. And so, um, but that is my first go-to is having a real conversation. Let's just strip away everything and come to each other as two people. Do you have a problem and what is it and why? And can we, can we get to the bottom of this? And that does rub people the wrong way. Um, especially when there's, um, big age gaps because I've had to deal with mm-hmm. people who were very well my senior but deal with them on a we're both adults basis some people aren't ready for that and because there's so many you know you've got the mothers and you've got the elders and you but I think there's some issues that don't have anything to do with spirituality in particular but a person's spiritual maturity is going to affect that conversation mm so uh, um I can only speak of course I can only speak from um yeah from where I've had to deal with it and I've had to deal with it multiple times on multiple levels from multiple um positions in life um you know growing up being a, a PK, you know, like having to leave a church because your dad resigns because, you know, you know, there's some crazy situations at the church and then um, leaving another church because, you know, leaving another church because, you know, uh, you've experienced what a lot of people don't know. I've learned is that there is such thing as um, as um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, there was this terminology that I this term that I learned not too long ago called um um spiritual um abuse mm-hmm. and um uh, what's the other term um this might seem like kind of like eerie to y'all but don't get thrown off um charismatic witchcraft okay and so um charismatic witchcraft is is basically Kind of like something that you were alluding to is uh, how dare you question my authority, you know? And so it's literally manipulation, control, and, um, dang, I'm at a loss for words. Manipulation, control, and, um, and um, you know, um, what's the word? Lord, oh, man, like when you're trying to like, um, oh, my God. <laughs> No, you got this. Yeah, manipulation, control, and like when you're trying to like just influence somebody like with your power, what's that word? The intimidation. Intimidation. Yes. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) Yeah, so it's manipulation, control, and intimidation. And um, it's literally like you can't question my authority, and I'm going to show you how you can't question my authority because um, I'm going to show you with the scriptures. And what I'm literally going to do is I'm going to take these scriptures out of context yeah. And then um, I'm going to show you how you shouldn't be questioning my um, my authority. And um, I had to deal with that when I was about 19 years old, you know, and just being jacked up. You know what I mean? And not knowing, not knowing which way was up, 
know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I, I literally told God, like, at 19 years old, I don't know who you are. And until you tell me who you are, you know what I mean? I thought I knew who you were all these years. These people are telling me some other stuff. Until you figure out, until you figure out how you want to tell me who you are, I'm going to be over here. And I'm going to be wilding. And I'm going to be bugging. You know what I'm saying? And so, I mean, I know that's not the way to deal with it. One of the, one of the ways I can tell y'all how to deal with um, church is to go to other believers that are not of the same, that don't go to the same quote unquote church as you, the church body as you, and ask them, how, like, and just tell them what's going on. Just tell them what's going on with you and why you're feeling the way that you're feeling. You know what I'm saying? And, and if they come back to you and they say, like, look, this is okay. You know what I mean? Like, this is how church is, this is not just how church is done, but this is the love of God, and they can prove it to you with scripture and all of that stuff. That's that's a clear-cut way. You know what I mean? But a lot of people, they feel, but you have to be um, wary, and you have to be understanding of the fact that some people have grown up in, in legalism and in bondage that they don't know the difference between what is freedom and what is bondage. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I would say, Think about that as well. So here's one of the key points to figuring out what is bondage and what is not. If you can't find it in the Bible, <laughs> why <laughs> you shouldn't be doing something or why you should be doing something, it is legalism, okay? Like, mm-hmm. so if they say, oh, all women should be wearing skirts or wearing, what do you call it, Um, uh Long dresses, dresses and, yeah. yeah. And if you're not, you is in sin. If you can't find that in scripture, what are you, what are you saying? Oh, okay. I'm gonna get to the earrings. Yeah. <laughs> if you can't find it, if you can't find it in scripture, man. So, but here's how people will equate that to to scripture. The Bible talks about how women should not be wearing men's clothing. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, oh, right that's their go-to. Oh yeah. According, are you wearing men's clothing? This is a men's sweater. Okay. It looks cute, girl. Oh my Thank goodness. you. <laughs> oh my goodness. You gonna pray? Scandalous. <laughs> <laughs> so like, you should not be wearing. You should not be wearing men's clothing. Here's how they got that. So like, oh, so if so, pants are for men. <laughs> so I'm like, obvious. Obviously, you shouldn't be wearing men's clothing. I'm like, first of all, here's the difference between men and women's clothing. Simple as this. If you can find it in the women's section. <laughs> <laughs> I found these pants in the women's department. You know what I'm saying? And, it, and yeah, and uh, so he, that's one thing. Yeah, and then they talk about the earring situation. I remember I, I, I said, um, and I remember like when I was young, I felt like I had to like justify everything, like why I was doing something. Why you, why you have your ears pierced? Oh yeah, I got my ears pierced because in I was so oh my goodness, I got my y'all gonna laugh. I got my ears pierced because in the scriptures, um, eunuchs used to wear earrings, and so that's that's my um sign to God that I'm going to remain um a eunuch until I am married. <coughs> what? Instead of just being able to say, I think they cool, I think they look cool, I think I look nice with them, and I'm going to wear them. And there's exactly. nothing against that. Exactly, don't have to spiritualize Because I'm fresh. It. Be mad. Right? Why you wearing earrings? And, and, and two to boot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doing a lot. <laughs> too much. That's women's clothing. You know, why, why you got a nose ring? I had a nose ring at one point, and it felt like I had to justify that. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
Yeah, align it with the word of God. Um, if they're telling you that you can't go to other churches, um, um, charismatic, charismatic witchcraft, and yeah, it's wild. a telltale sign like, that you me, might be in a cult. Even right. let me be in mm. control of all your inputs. No, it's definitely control. If I if I gotta, <clears throat> if you gotta tell me whenever you going on vacation, and I gotta approve of you going on vacation. You might be in some charismatic witchcraft and some spiritual bondage. If I'm if I'm giving you advice as your spiritual leader and you don't take my advice and I get upset at you for not taking my advice, <laughs> you might be in some stuff. Um, and that's just one way that you can experience that. You know what I mean? And I feel like the church as a whole should the church as a whole should be extending as much. I might misspeak here, but should be extending as much liberty as possible. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, be, you know what I mean? Like, here's here's all the um, things that we don't do as believers. Here are the clear-cut things that we say as Christians is that the, not what we say as Christians, but what the Bible says a believer does. You know what I'm saying? Um, I love what our pastor says. He says, um, the, um, he says, love God, love people. Then do whatever it else it is you want. Mm. And like when I first, it, like I had just left that cult church that I was at. And then I came here and I was like, what? I, I could do whatever it is I want. Mm. I'm like, I don't need to be here neither. Because I know that ain't true. But yeah. what he goes on to explain that um, if I love God, that means I am I I if I'm loving God then I'll love people and if I'm loving God I'm going to do the things that please God why because I love God yeah. you know what I'm saying and like literally if you look at the 10 commandments that everybody likes to follow what's the first commandment like if you don't break the first commandment you're not going to break none of the other ones that's true what is the first commandment love the Lord God with all your heart you know what I mean so I don't know I say how did, but so what do you do? What do I when do you, when that does happen? When that does happen, mm-hmm. um, I think for, I can again. I can only speak for myself. What I did was I I like you know how people like they 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 have like different Bibles in 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 like in front of them. Like they look at different translations. Mm-hmm. That's literally what I did. I'm like, what is what is the majority of people's saying? You know what I mean? Like, what is, what is the majority of the church believing? You know what I mean? Like, does this and, and does it sit well with not just my, not just my soul, but does it sit well with my spirit? You know what I'm saying? Okay. And that might sound like super spiritual, but like, I I mean, I think that's one thing that's not talked about enough is like, yo, listen to the spirit. You know what I mean? Like, listen to the Holy Spirit, not what you think, because your soul is made up of your mind and your heart. You know what I mean? And all of that stuff. But, like, what does the spirit say? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Even though I might be like, ah, this is jacked up. But, like, dag, I know in my heart that this is right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's one way that I dealt with the with the, with the the church. And I went back to the stuff that I used to be engaged in. You know what I mean? Like, as far as, like, listening to these certain people. And I'm like, man, it sits well with my spirit. You know what I mean? And do I agree with everything? I mean, that was one thing. Do I agree with everything? And if my flesh agrees with everything, I know daggone well that ain't it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, another way that I dealt with church hurt and I'm in like a healthy manner is I went straight to the source. Um, when I went through another situation at our current church, which I love, I want to make that clear. 
Um, I went straight to the heart of the church. Who is the pastor? You know what I'm saying? And I was like, look, I know this and that person is saying this and that. I know these these people, they're saying this. How do you feel about this? You know what I mean? So I know, I mean, I know, I know you have the power to change this. You know what I mean? Like you got the power to to speak to these people, but I want to know if you're okay with this. And if you're okay with this, then I gotta, you know what I mean, I gotta make some moves. You know, let them know what was going on. He was like, uh-uh. And like, thanks, thanks be to God, we have a pastor who is indeed called to pastor. You know what I'm saying? And rectify some things. He was like, we're going to get on this today. I mean, I think that's one of the things that needs to be known. Like, man, does my pastor care about me? Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could deal with whatever and whomever else if I know that my pastor cares about me. Like, in the church. You know what I mean? Because I know God cares and all that stuff. I'm like, yeah, that was another way. And I continue to talk to my friends about it. Mm-hmm. I had friends that I could talk to. Mm-hmm. Every day, and they never said, they never said to me, "All right, Keith, we, all right, man, we know you're dealing with this. Get over this." They never said that. So, like now, I know I have to extend that same type of grace. Yeah. You know what I mean to people that that come to me with the same issue every day. You know what I mean, or whenever they coming to me with it. I mean, I like kind of need to know that y'all care. If not, that y'all care. If not, I gotta go. Mm. Victoria, have you ever dealt with church hurt? Um, yeah. And to be honest, I still feel like I am dealing with church hurt, um, like the repercussions of church hurt in terms of how I move in my present church. Mm. Um, I think for me, I never understood church to be a community Mm. and I was, I always very much felt like an outsider, um, in any like quote unquote, like church community that I was part of. Um, for like various reasons. I mean, the main one usually was like, we used to go to churches in like our neighborhood and I didn't go to school in my neighborhood. So I wasn't necessarily accepted by like the youth. Mm. I was always just like this very, like I was literally the girl who just like sat there by herself and like, no one ever bothered like, like speaking to me. And then just like church politics as well. Um, witnessing those, just really turned me off from like really ever wanting to get to know people at my mm-hmm. church. So going to church where we go now, I love it. But like for me to become like the fact that I'm a member mm-hmm. of a church is wild mm. because yeah. I never thought that I would like, like a place enough mm. to um actually want to like, invest myself in it in any way yeah um i really just had resigned to you know always just being like the person who like came dipped out and granted i did that for a good two years before mm-hmm. i was like oh i'm gonna just become a member mm-hmm. and shortly after becoming a member that same church is where i got baptized like a month later mm-hmm. um and so like for me those are big strides but i will say that sometimes I still don't know how to navigate like integrating into the community fully um, because it's just not something I've learned. And I understand, like I understand what I'm supposed to do, but I don't know how to do it. And I know it comes, I know how it comes off sometimes to people because there are still times that like, I will like dip out late, like 
right after service is over there's like a low-key joke that like some people didn't even know i went to our church because like no one's ever seen me i, I think it's because like <laughs> yeah i did hear about it oh no, like it's a joke that people were like like they didn't believe i went to our church because they had never seen me and i've been going there for like february will be three years they was like you know that girl that you did that podcast with where, where'd she go like she, oh yeah, Joshua didn't know you were there yesterday. <laughs> I was like, she was right there. We were in the balcony. <laughs> I was there. I was present. She um, gonna tell me at the end of church. I didn't know you in here. I'm like, okay, don't try to flip this. We all know I go here. <laughs> Everyone, <laughs> Everyone knows. knows I go here. Cut it out. <laughs> don't project. <laughs> Literally That's funny. I'm right. saw you. I saw your church once. I think. See, that's all I need. See, she talk about church. Hey, and it, here we go. <laughs> they hate me. No, no, no. But no, I think like it still is something that I struggle with in terms of learning how to like integrate. And our church is broken up in like communities, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like it's all so new for me and I don't know how to navigate it a lot of the times and then it's just I don't know it can be a lot for me sometimes and then I think people think I'm just like not interested and it's like I am I just don't really know how to like engage people mm-hmm. in the way that we're being called or asked mm-hmm. to engage and so not not for you to tell us your whole story mm-hmm. I mean not for that but what are you what is it that you're afraid of happening if you do become engaged and if you do become like this full-on person this it's so fun like that's actually something i should probably sit down and unpack i think it's like i think it all stems from the fact of like feeling so rejected Mm. at previous churches like no one likes feeling rejected i mean i dealt with it because it's like in my house like you had to go to church like Mm -hmm. it didn't matter if you know yeah you liked it or not like you mm-hmm. if you it's always that thing of like if you can wake up early for xyz thing you can wake up early to go mm-hmm. you know be with the lord and so you know you go you go like teenage serve whatever it's called yeah. and you sit there and it's like i'm getting nothing from this i'm mm-hmm. not connecting with anybody i don't even know like a community or like a like fellowshipping what does that look like i don't know mm-hmm. um and so i think it all stems from this thing of like being rejected and then also just i don't know sometimes i also feel like while I feel like I have a very good and strong relationship with the Lord, mm-hmm. I sometimes do feel like I don't know enough. And so when it comes to certain conversations, I'm like, I don't feel like I have anything to add to, add to it because mm-hmm. I don't feel as well. I don't know. I feel like everybody's like so much churchier than me mm-hmm. because Church-y I don't speak in, in like, and this is not to say like this makes anyone like a better description, but I feel like people have so like, a much better hold and understanding on like biblical verses and like biblical stories yeah. that I don't possess. And it's something that I'm working on. Mm. But again, it's like, you know, I'm told that, you know, you can go speak to X, Y, Z people and like, you can study with people and like do these things. But again, I don't know. Like, I don't you know. You don't know what it is. I don't, don't know what it is. Yeah. I'm just yeah, like, man. I don't know. Like I, I wouldn't be able to come to somebody and be like, my question literally would be like, teach me how you study the Bible or like teach me like how to have a better grasp or like better ability to like retain the stories and like like glean the meanings and like analyze verses and stuff like that. It's just like that's mm-hmm. not 
like I don't know how to do these things, nor mm-hmm. do I know how to like broach the topic yeah. of like asking. Hey, yeah, so, I like I like how you. I, yeah, I, mean, I like that you said that because I feel like, and we we and we've talked before about like church and just very briefly, but we have very yeah. similar experiences. I was very much like a church ghost for like all of my life. Like I was forced to go to church, but when it became something that, um, like as a as a child, and I went mm-hmm. to the youth things, but when it became you know on my own is to continue that tradition, it was very much like I go and then I leave. Yeah. And then even now, like like you're saying, this is the first church I've become a member to, and it's a big deal. and it's a bit it is a big deal because it's very uh, intrusive in some ways. Yeah. And. Jeez. You know, I don't yeah. know what to do. With. It's, it's, it's hard to figure sometimes. out. It is stressful. And so, like, you know, because I know that it is not uh, appropriate for me to. And I don't and I don't even know if this is church church because I don't feel like I've been a part of a church enough to be hurt by one. Right. So that's why I'm like can, curious about like what maybe like defining what church church is. But yeah, it's really just hurt in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just like but. Church hurt is just simply like people hurting you. Yeah. They just happen to be in church, like you know what I mean. But that that be the worst. Okay. That be the worst part about it because okay. they be in church and it's like I guess people classify it as that because like these are the people that are supposedly not supposed to hurt yeah. you. Yeah, that's you know true. I mean? That's true. I mean, I've I guess I've experienced some of that, but I think for the most part, it is that you know feeling of like not really belonging to the church. Because I honestly, I think I thought church wasn't really real. I thought it was a lot of it was theater. Mm, that's real. Yes. And I just did not feel a part of it because of that. Because it's like, I don't really have You feel like it's a show what it takes. Like, yeah. Yeah. Then it is an actual like relationships and things like that. So like now when it comes to like service ending instead of leaving, you know, I can't even bring myself to talk to people. Like it makes me, it gives me anxiety. So I literally just sit mm. right after church. I just sit. Because I know I'm not supposed to leave right away. And I know <laughs> no, I should probably. So it is real. It's very real. You just sit and you're like, maybe somebody will come and talk to yeah. me. Yeah. I'll just sit and I'll process and I'll think. And like when like some of the movement dies down, I'll get up. You know, because it just makes me anxious. <laughs> because if I know if I get up right away, I'm going to leave. I'm going to walk yeah. out the door. It's kind of funny, but I kind of, I commend you for that. You know what I mean? For like, because I know you. you know I mean, I think I'm yeah. safe. This I think I'm safe in saying that I know you a little bit, a, a little bit better than a lot of people here. Yeah. Um, and saying like, yeah, I, I, I think that's a part of it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, of like pushing past those, um, pushing past that comfortability of yeah. it all and like pushing past like these insecurities and like, ah, I'm a, I'm a fight for this community. Like, you know I mean, I'm going to fight for this thing that I know that I need. You know yeah. what I mean? Or that at least I know that they say that I need. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I agree That's with that more sometimes, than that. <laughs> sometimes. I'm gonna, I, but I, I commend that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't know. I thought you were just chilling there just because you wanted somebody to come and talk to you. But it's, well, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It is. But a lot of times it's like, other times it's like me, I know I'm, I shouldn't leave. If I get up, I'm going to leave yeah. right away. That is a part of dealing with, with church hurt is like, a part of it is pushing through. 
Mm-hmm. Like yeah. there were times I'm like I'm. They were like, we want you to come to church more often. I was like, no, for what? <laughs> I'm not coming to church more often. Like, no, y'all gotta love me better. I'm not coming to church. Like, <laughs> like, straight, like straight up, yeah. I literally told one of the pastors that, yeah, no, I'm not coming because I don't. Sometimes I don't feel like dealing with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it does cause you to like move in this certain way. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. even. Even down to the point, moving in a certain way that you know that God did not intend for you to move mm. and did not intend for you to be like, to be, you know what I mean? Like not operating in certain things because you're afraid or like, or you don't, not even necessarily, well, I guess at the end of the day it's fear, but you don't want, you don't want to go through certain things, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because of certain people or because of certain looks that you're going to get or because of certain conversations that are going to be had or, you know what I mean? Whatever it might be. I'm not going to say we have all the answers because we don't, but I'll say, I mean, sad to say, in all seriousness, sad to say, being hurt by the church is a part. Is all a part of the church. I mean, I, I feel like that's a sad truth. I mean, but it's kind of like what was talked about yesterday, like where like you get broken to get to get healed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Again, and like so. That's why, like when so like when people like cower away from like community and stuff is because they don't want. You know what I mean? Because sometimes it might it might. Um, Show some things inside of them that they not ready to see. You know I mean, show some things in other people that they not ready to see. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think, yeah, I agree with you. The word is intrusive. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it is. that that it's is so the operative word. It it can be intrusive sometimes and some and some points I agree. In some ways I I disagree. Um I say to I would say to y'all in closing, continue to fight. Continue to fight for a community. Con- Did you want to say something? You look like you want to say something. I would say continue to fight for a community. Continue to, more more than more than anything. Continue to fight to look like Jesus. You know what I'm saying? And not to uh, not to say, oh, we just doing this to appease the church or to a, or we doing this because this is how we're supposed to do things. But like literally, like look at how Jesus lived his life. You know what I'm saying? Constantly was hurt. Constantly was like could have been offended. You know what I mean? Like he's like, look, I'm going to continue for the greater good. You know what I mean? Many times he could have left and been justified in leaving. You know, um, I think sometimes like that's that's our first resort is to leave because we haven't been taught uh, because we haven't been taught anything else. I mean, it's like, dang, I don't even know how to fight this. I don't even know how to fend against this. I don't know what's right. I don't know what's wrong. So I'm out. Yeah, you know, he like because I want to have to deal with this. Yeah, <laughs> but like he has, he has called us to, to dwell and to endure. Like love suffers long, and I know that might be a hard lesson for some people, but um, I would say continue, especially for the more mature believers, continue to fight. I mean, and there might be sometimes when you absolutely have to leave a church because of some form of church hurt. I'm not putting that against anybody and I'm not putting that out the way. Cause like I said, if this didn't if this didn't go down this way, I was going. I mean, I'm like, I wanna know how you feel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I don't I just wanted to talk about that. And it's I feel like it's okay to talk about. But um I'll see y'all next week. I can't speak for nobody else. Um I would I would like to see everybody next week. I'll be here. Hey, we got one. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so we greatly we, we greatly appreciate y'all. We thank y'all for listening. Um, please do not forget to subscribe if you haven't. Please do not forget to like this podcast whenever you can like it. Um, and leave your comments. Some of y'all be texting me. Don't text me. Um, comment <laughs> comment under the comment okay. under the Instagram. Comment under the um the um page the podcast page. Comment wherever you see us posting this. We we need those comments. I mean. I wanted to say something to something you said on your little podcast. I'm like, uh, yeah, say it in the comments. Open the comments section. Say it in the comments. Open forum. Say Hit the, the comments comment section up. <laughs> say, say it in the comments. I send me this whole send me this whole long laundry. I'm like, I'm not reading that. Y'all know I don't read long text. I don't read long text. Joshua is dying. <laughs> I, I I heard your little podcast. I ain't like what you said about cultural appropriation. Y'all y'all eventually got around to it. <laughs> Shout out to Simone. Hey Simone, thank okay. you for listening. Yeah, <laughs> we want the comment section to be live. Yeah, right. be live. Yes, I, and I wanted that. I'll way. be in it. Yeah, I will respond. <laughs> That's so right. true. Yeah. So um. Yeah. I guess that's it. All right, peace. Bye, y'all. Peace.